Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 107 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of Thyroid Nation and co-founder of ThyroidHealing.Yoga. And I'm Tiffany Miladnich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. And today we are talking with certified FDN and functional wellness practitioner Rick Gold about how broken circadian rhythms are one of the most underappreciated underlying causes of thyroid issues. So interesting to me. I've had issues with my circadian rhythm, I think, pretty much since my uh, entire adult life. So definitely a topic that we haven't covered and I'm excited to get into. Right. Uh, super excited. And it doesn't it doesn't ever get talked about. So it looks like he is already with us and waiting so with no further ado, let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Can you hear us okay? I can. I was about to ask you if you can hear me because I'm talking over my computer. Loud, loud and clear. Yes, you sound really good. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Wondering if Dana, she hasn't said hello yet. Dana, are you still yeah. there? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm okay. just kind of uh, reading through my notes here. Good morning. Hi, how are you, Rick? Hi, Dana. I do. <laughs> She's the one sorry, with the I'm cool here. southern accent. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my goodness. No one ever says I have an accent. That's fabulous. I love it. You have a totally uh, cool southern accent. I do? I t- oh. You totally do. I love it. <laughs> Where are you calling from today, Rick? Uh, well, I was born and raised in New York, but I moved to South Florida, Boca Raton, uh, eight years ago. So, wow. talking to you from sunny Florida. All right. Well, great. Wow. Cool. One of the best moves I've ever made in my life is to come here. Wow. Really? That's tell, tell us why. Yeah. We we love to get to know people and have have the listeners get to know people a little bit. So, tell us just real quick why was that a great move for you? I mean, to say that means that it was really it was really exciting for you. So tell us why. Well, the the focus of this show is one of the reasons, one of the major reasons. Um, I'm oh. closer to the equator. I I have sun year round. I got UV from the sun year round, and uh, it's just better for your health. But obviously, there's other reasons like it's a lower stress lifestyle. Um, you know, listen, I, I grew up my whole life in New York City, the hustle, the bustle. I worked for 12 years in New York City and, you know, did the whole subway thing, packing in like sardines every single day and the stress of, you know, I, had a, I worked on Wall Street and I had a high stress, um, you know, job. And uh, you, you really get burned out really quickly. And it's funny because now that I've been in Florida for eight years and when I go back to New York City to visit my family and my friends, I can just see the difference in, in you just walk through New York City and people are just, they just look miserable, you know? <laughs> they, they're walking around, they're, they're bags under their eyes, you know, they're all pale. They're, they, none of them are really smiling. They're just kind of going about their day, hustling and bustling, getting pissed off at tourists for walking too slow in front of them. And you could just tell they're all in a stressed out state. And I don't miss it at all. It's uh, it's a completely different life that I would take. Wow, that's, well, I have I, to I agree can, with you. I can. I was just gonna say I did. I left the whole. I know. I I left the whole kind of 
for me, Texas was a little bit fast and uh, keeping up with the Joneses and just uh, everybody had to go and blow and everything's bigger in Texas. And we lived in, we moved to Costa Rica for uh, eight years and wow, talk about lifestyle change, culture shock and all of that. But it was really wonderful for me and my family. So I totally appreciate that. A hundred percent, Rick. Oh yeah. He's in Costa Rica. You go. Yeah. That's awesome. It was, it really was, it really was a, a dream life. And we never planned on moving back. We loved it that much. But then, you know, things change and kids want all these other kinds of things. And so you do what the kids want and we move back. So we landed in Colorado. And, you know, actually, I think I told you or chatted this to you yesterday. I read somewhere and then someone else said it not too long ago that Colorado has uh, the most sunny days of any of the states in and, you know, of any of the states. I think that is just, I don't know where that came from, but uh, very interesting. We love the weather here. Yeah, I have read that. I have read that before about Colorado, but I wonder what the UV index is there. That's, that's key. Yeah. It probably, has, I know. It's probably sunny, but a low UV index. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, I wanted the so, Joshua tree to slow down. So we, uh, and we were, we moved up from, uh, like Indian Wells, La Quinta, Bermuda Dunes, which is basically Palm Springs. It's a little bit outside and, which seems like that would be laid back, but it actually was, you know, uh, quite a bit of a rat race, believe it or not, down there. So we came up came up the hill about 40 minutes and about 27,000 feet, and not 27, 2,700 feet. And so we're close to Joshua Tree, and it's very calm and relaxed and, you know, chickens and goats, and <laughs> everybody thought we, <laughs> we fell off Good. our rocker, but... It's a much slower pace, you know. I mean, the people at the grocery store, you can stop and say hello and, you know, their family and how are things. And it's a very different feel. So uh, we, I think all three of us can, can get that, you know, that that does a lot for health to be able to slow it down. Really it really, really does. It's the way, it's closer to the way humans were designed to live, frankly. And, uh, and so that's the kind of environment that it can you can make it work for yourself in your life, and that's where you want to be. I don't think we were designed to live. The, in fact, I know we were not designed to live the way we're living right now, and that in, in the big cities, and that's why that's one of the huge drivers of disease. Now, Rick, you've got a little bit of an echo coming behind you. Is there any? Did you say that you're on Skype on the computer? I am. Yeah. Um, I can try to. I can try to put on. Headphones. I just have to find my headphones. Give me one moment. It, okay. Yes, because it almost sounds like we're in a weird sci-fi movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of yeah. like, but I don't. <laughs> I've got I've got headphones. Let me plug those in. Okay. Okay. That that sounds great. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. This is just crazy important, and we want people to be able to hear you really, really loud. Can you hear me okay now? We can. Maybe you know. Um, there was something that sounded like something's moving around or whatever. I don't know. Maybe hold still. That's sometimes what I have to do. I, I get in uh, trouble a lot from Tiffany and some of the guests. You know, they'll be like, "Hold still! You're moving around. We can tell." <laughs> okay, so if this is better, I think uh, we it, right? Yeah, that is better. definitely better. It minimized that echo in the back. You know, we don't have so much of that sci-fi effect. So that would be awesome if that's comfortable for you. Yeah, of course, no problem, guys. Great. Okay. So Woo. let's 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 get into the meat of this. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so Rick, tell us a little bit about how you got to this place 
with circadian rhythm and hypothyroidism and, and, you know, obviously you had a huge shift in lifestyle and everything. What got you to this place as a health practitioner and, and uh, you know, how you got to the circadian rhythm uh, in particular? Great. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say once again, thank you for having me on the show. And, and I just want to say that um, it's so important. This topic is so incredibly important because it's one of the greatest drivers of disease um, that we have in modern man. And it's really not talked about enough and there's not nearly enough awareness about this. So to be able to go on a show like this that, that has as many listeners as you guys have, and to really bring awareness to this issue is a really big deal. So thanks for that. But uh, Thank you for taking the time to, to come on with us. Yeah, no, no, it's my pleasure. Um, but specifically regarding myself, I, I'm 42 years old now. I would say around my very early 30s, I started having, just experiencing a myriad of uh, chronic symptoms. Um, you know, everything from... 24-7, 365 allergies. I was living on, you know, whatever, I don't even remember the name of the, uh, whatever those over-the-counter allergy medications are. Um, living on oh, those. Oh, you mean like Claritin and, yeah, Benadryl yeah, exactly. and all those. Like, yeah. Right, Claritin. What, what's the other one? I can't remember. Right. I moved from Claritin to this other one, and that was working better for a while. But, um, and then, you know, I had digestive issues, but major digestive issues like stabbing heartburn every time I would eat. And then I got diagnosed with GERD. And then they put me on Prevacid. And the doctor basically at the time said, you just got to take Prevacid and eat this really bland diet of like rice and pasta and all of this stuff. And, and so then, then I, was, I started getting like anxiety, panic attacks, depression. Um, you know, everything just started to go out of whack. And the, the more I went to doctors, the more they had no idea what the underlying causes are or even showed me that they cared to know what the underlying causes of this stuff is, and the more pills they just wanted me to put me on. So I was maybe like 33 years old. Uh, we had just moved to Florida at the time, or 34, I can't remember. And um, I, I had enough, you know. I really just had enough. And I, I, I looked at my medicine cabinet. I'm like this 33, 34-year-old guy with this just cabinet full of like the different over-the-counter drugs and prescription drugs. And I'm like, this is, something's not right here. And so I, I just decided to go out on my own because I've been to so many doctors, right? And all of them just wanted to either, you know, put me on a pill or, for, or, or recommend a surgery or whatever. And I, I just, I didn't want that route anymore. So I ended up, um, I, at the time I was going to a CrossFit gym. And there were a few people in there that were doing the paleo diet. They were eating paleo. And at the time, paleo really wasn't a thing like it is now. It was very fringe. But I, I was desperate. And I said, you know, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. I, I, I Googled. I found Rob Wolf's book, Paleo Solution. I read it within mm -hmm. two days, back, uh, you know, uh, front to back cover. It spoke to me. And it, at the end of the book, it said, hey, try it for 30 days and see what you, you, know, see what you find. If it makes you feel better, great. If not, go back to the way you were eating before. And it cleared up so much within like one to two weeks. So many of my symptoms cleared up just changing my diet that that's what kind of led me down this rabbit hole. And so for a long time, I was really focused on, you know, diet. And then I started health coaching. I, I used to work with Wall Street. 
I left Wall Street. I started health coaching. And most of the stuff that I focused on, on with, with people and my clients was diet and, and, you know, other lifestyle things. But really diet was and, – and that's like a, what a lot of health coaches do, right? They focus heavily on diet. Um, but during my research, I'm a, I'm a voracious reader. I go, I, I really do as much as I can to, to further my education. As an FDM practitioner, you learn a lot about functional medicine and about the various organ systems and how they're interconnected and, and all this great stuff and functional lab testing and everything. I do all of that with my, with my clients, but I stumbled one day on the teachings of Jack Cruz. And I'm sure mm. you know who Jack is, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I started reading his stuff. This was probably like four years ago. And it definitely raised some like kind of light bulbs in me, literally, <laughs> about, about light and the function of light in our lives and in health and in disease. And in the beginning, I kind of like poo it and I was like, eh, whatever. You know, it sounds more like fringe stuff. And But then, you know, the more that I kind of, I, I was just around it more and around it more, and I started learning from other practitioners, tidbits, who I really respected. And next thing you know, I, I, I really, about two years ago, I really delved pretty far into the issue of circadian rhythms and light and how that affects health and, or, or deteriorates health. And, uh, and, and I, I just, it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. And then I started applying See, no matter how, no matter how um, much I was able to improve my health through diet and through meditation and you know deep breathing exercises, none of it was as powerful as once I started applying the principles of fixing broken circadian rhythms. None of that helped my health as much as that did. And and then once I started working on that with my clients, I started hearing feedback from my clients as well, where they were like, "Wow, you know." I feel so much better. I feel so much calmer. My moods are. Uh oh. Did we just lose? I know, right? Uh oh. Rick, if you can hear us, we can't hear you. You just went bloop. He went into hyperspace. Yes, he did. I was sitting here just totally waiting for the rest of what he was talking Doggone about. It. He was on a roll, too. So I know. know. He's just talking. And he I know. No idea. La, la, la. And he's like, hello? Hello? You know what's crazy is that's always like in the most important part of what you want to say, too. Every when you're single so time. Because then you have to go, now, wait. Now, where was I? Do I have to start over to I'm keep my momentum going? Right? I know. I know. Right. The power of the internet is really wonderful, and we love it, and sometimes it just stuff happens. You can't help it. I think he he was probably, like, talking with his hands and hit the mute button. Maybe. <laughs> no, it hung him up. He's he's not on the line anymore, so. Um, oh, he's not. Well, he'll, he'll get the eh, 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 eh. Yeah. <laughs> he will. It's, it's um, such I put, an important, I mean, crazy. I'm just like, I'm chomping at the bit, you know, the light, dark, the circadian rhythm, the, the cycle of repair and restore. And <sighs> Seriously, and I read right? somewhere in one of the articles um, that he linked to when I was doing a little bit of research that, correct me and help me walk through this, but uh, something about your TSH is higher or lower, I can't remember, extremely in the middle of the night. Like during your repair cycles, you know, during like two to four 
a.m. in the morning. Um, and uh, it just seemed really interesting to me because... That's um, interesting because if we, if we, like, couple that with um, blood sugar and metabolism and all that good stuff, I would have to say it might be higher Higher, yeah, I think, I don't know, right. So if TSH was lower, that means that the metabolism would be working harder. Because that happens to a lot of people with when their blood sugar crashes and um, cortisol kicks in and they wake up for a lot of people between 2 and 4 and then they can't go back to sleep. That's me. And you can actually fix that by what time and what they eat uh, in the evening prior on, to, on, yep. on a lot of people, not necessarily on everybody, but as a general rule, that two to four thing. So I would, I don't know, That's a, maybe it drops. So then TSH would go higher, and maybe that's why when people have, you know, more propensity for blood sugar issues and stuff like that, um, it would, blood sugar drops lower. I just mm. thought it was really interesting because now I can't remember, of course, but whichever it was, it was like, it's, it was the highest or lowest point you know, during the, right. uh, during He's the day. Back. And I, let's ask okay, him. Good. Okay. Let's... Rick, where'd hey. you go? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I totally just got disconnected. I think I've been talking to myself for the last two minutes. I know. We, we, thought, we thought you were. That. Oh, Meg, where did, where did I leave off? I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's we what went, you were we saying. To... <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, uh, just kind of, kind of, yeah. Because then Dana and I both went into a panic mode of of Rick. And then we talked about what happens. You always talk, cut off. You know, people always cut off when it's literally the most important part of what they want to say. <laughs> and, and that's it. Just it's a Murphy's law thing. You know, it happens every time. Oh man, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, so where where were we? What's the last thing you remember me saying? Oh man! Oh my goodness! I was just so in depth about you know the yeah. I'm I honestly couldn't tell you. Don't remember. I, I'm going okay, panic let, mode, and then I'm like, how about this? How about this? Let's start it back <laughs> off like this. Let me ask you a question. So everybody knows that that drugs are powerful, right? Pharmaceutical drugs, or even over the counter mm-hmm. drugs, right? Mm-hmm. What what do you guys think? Why are they powerful? What do they do to the body? Pharmaceutical it, drugs? It, yeah, what do pharmaceutical drugs do to the body? Why, how do they work? Well, they alter pathways. They alter pathways. They alter chemical uh, reactions in the body. They alter hormones. They block hormone pathways. They do all sorts of stuff like that, right? And, and that's why drugs are... <laughs> in, intensely, yes, exactly. Well, what if I told you that light is a drug and that light is the most powerful drug there is. And, and that, and when I say light, I don't just mean light from the sun. I mean, light that is in your homes from whether you're, it's, it's a, from a light bulb ahead on top of you in your office or in your home or light from your phone screen or your TV or your computer, any kind of light period. What if I tell you that that light is a drug and that, that drug enters your body through your eyes and through your skin and affects your metabolism, affects hormone uh, levels and reactions, blocks and inhibits pathways, opens up pathways just like, like pharmaceutical drugs do. I would, I would absolutely believe you 150% mm-hmm. and say that it's is incredible. Really cool. It is. The it's body is very blowing. smart. 
the body is brilliant in that, in that respect. And it's, and it's absolutely mind-blowing to think about life this way. And most people can't even comprehend it. They don't even understand how, how this is even possible. But you have, I'll tell you what people do understand. Think about like x-rays, right? Do you want to sit there and expose yourself to x-rays 24-7? Mm-mm. No, because everyone knows that can give you cancer. Well, what are x-rays? That's just a form of light. That's part right. of the, 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 the spectrum of light that's on the, you can't see it. It's not visible. Gamma rays, right? That's radiation. That's part of the spectrum of light that you cannot see, but it affects your physiology. You can get cancer from that, right, from, from mm-hmm. overexposure to that. Mm-hmm. So what, what we, people understand to an extent that there are certain parts of the light spectrum that really affect your physiology very, very negatively, um, but, they, but they kind of don't look at X-rays or, or gamma rays as light, right? People don't really think of it as light. I don't know what people think of it as. They just don't think of it as, as light, <laughs> like the light that's on in your room or when you go outside and you're, you're in the sun. And nobody really thinks of it that way, but that they are part of the spectrum of light. And every single part of the spectrum of light has effects on your physiology. And the natural sunlight that you get when you're outside, on your, in your eyes and on your skin, that has a certain effect on your physiology. And so does the artificial light that you get inside your home, right? Or from your screens or your iPads or your technology. And even EMF, which is electromagnetic fields mm-hmm. that come from wireless cell phone radiation, Wi-Fi routers, wearable technology, Bluetooth technology, that is Smart all meters. forms of light as well. Right. That's all part of the microwave spectrum. That's, that's within the spectrum of light. All of this stuff has effects on human physiology, and it's so underappreciated, and it's so not well understood. And it's one of the it's one of the drive the major drivers of health and disease that we have going on right now. And it's part of the reason why diseases are skyrocketing from everything from you know cancer to autoimmunity, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, you know, any kind of disease you could think of. There's a background in it. I'm not saying it's the only cause, right? It's, it's multifactorial, but light, light-dark cycles, how that affects your circadian rhythms, your melatonin, your leptin, your sleep, that, all of that ties into be, becoming one of the largest stressors and the least discussed stress, stressors that causes either health or disease, depending on how you use it. Does that make sense? Oh, um, it does. I'm in a flower field moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about that. flower field it's, moment. It's, overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. Right. And it, because, you know, right. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, we, Tiffany and I talk about this. We talked about this on shows and things. You know, how you can make yourself crazy with the whole, um, oh, my goodness, you know, the EMF frequencies and, and, you know, I need to not be on my phone. I need to not be on my tablet. I need to, you know, have a dark room when I go to sleep and I need to do this and I need to do that. I need to get outside and get some vitamin D and some sun. And, you know, just after a while you're like, well, what am I going to do? It's, I'm surrounded by these, you know, power, you know, lines and, you know, it's just, it gets, I'm like, I want to live in a teepee somewhere. Help. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Some candles. We need to make a sovereign community. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, and it can get overwhelming. And I'll tell you, look, I, a, a large portion of my clients are female, 
And, and this was not by design, guys. I don't know why it happened. I guess it just maybe it's because most of the people that are willing to work on their health are, are female, like middle-aged, and almost all of them have thyroid issues. I literally well, and I'm sure, right, Rick, I mean, if there's uh, studies out there, but my guess would be because women are so different hormonally uh, that we probably are much greater affected. Would that be a fair yeah. statement? Yeah, for sure, for sure, more, more hormone-sensitive, well, especially to estrogen um, issues. And, and estrogen and estrogen-mimicking chemicals can absolutely have an effect on thyroid levels and thyroid hormones. It's kind of like mold. You know, mold can affect a woman. I mean, too, you know, a male and a female can be living in a, in a house with mold, and it will significantly affect the female greater and quicker than the male. Yeah, Lucky sure, barring us. any genetic uh, <laughs> S&Ps. Yeah, for sure, for right. sure. But, right, exactly. But, yeah, but, but, you know, so it's like I have all of these uh, women clients who they, they have hypothyroidism or they've got Hashimoto's, and I'm telling you, that when we, when we work on their light-dark cycles and they actually show compliance, like they, they actually really comply with the, the stuff that I tell them to do. And if you guys want, we can spend – so what I really like to do is, is give people actionable things to, to, to walk away with, right? I could sit yeah, here yeah, and fear-monger with you. Yeah, I could, we could sit here and fear-monger on this episode like to make people – so petrified of, of artificial light and EMF and, you know, <laughs> till the cows come home. But no, thank you. you know, ultimately, right, ultimately <laughs> what we want is what we really want is to give people actionable things that they can do to it's improve their health. Absolutely. You know, so please. I, I can, yeah, yeah, I can do a little bit of, so, you know, a, a, just a little bit of like cursory teaching on, on, you know, why light affects us and how light affects us. But I, I, if it's okay with you guys, I'd rather not spend too much time on that. And I'd rather spend a lot more time on, teaching people what to do about it. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So just really briefly, let me give you like a, a, a brief education on how light affects us. Okay. So okay. we're diurnal. We're diurnal creatures. Um, we're not nocturnal. We're meant to sleep at, in, in nighttime, right? So basically what you have is humans have evolved over millions of years without artificial light, Right. Um, the, the light bulbs that we have in our in our homes have only been around for what, like a hundred? I don't even know, hundred, hundred fifty years tops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is all very, very new to us. And you know, coincidentally, the the advent of of artificial light, if you if you were to use correlations, I mean, obviously it doesn't prove causation, but there are a lot of correlative studies out there that show that diseases and disease rates have skyrocketed since we started using uh, light so much artificially, especially at night. Um, but essentially, our, our bodies are, are we, we've evolved in tune with the sun and the earth, okay? So the sun come, uh, comes up in the daytime, goes down at nighttime. Those light and dark cycles, those are sending cues to our body through our skin and through our eyes, okay? In your eyes, you've got retinas. Your retinas actually uh, send messages that come from, like, packets of information that come from light, any source of light. It sends packets of information through your eyes, through your retinas, to your brain, to something called the the suprachiasmatic nucleus, or the SCN, okay? And the SCN takes that information, and based based on what 
uh, spectrum of light and the information packets it's getting understands what time of day it is, and then your S think of your SCN as the, as the conductor of an orchestra, okay? That's the part yeah. of your brain that conducts the orchestra. Your organ systems, from your thyroid to your adrenals to your liver to your pancreas, all of those are the, that's the band, right? And the conductor is telling the band, okay, make, this, make cortisol right now, okay? Based on what time of day it is, uh, because of the light information we're getting, make melatonin, make um, leptin, make ghrelin, make TSH, or thyroid-stimulating hormone, you know? So all of, basically every one of your organs, think of it as a band member, and in order for them to play the song in sync, they need the, the conductor to be giving them the correct uh, information and signals and cues. But now what if the conductor is getting really whacked out information, right? What if the conductor is looking at his music sheet and it's all messed up? It's completely not the normal music sheet and it's just telling, you know, the, the, the bass player to play at the wrong time and the wrong note and the drummer to play at the wrong time and the wrong note. How's that song going to sound? It's horrible. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not even going to be music. You're going to have to close your ears. And that's what happens to our bodies when we remove right. ourselves from normal, natural life, okay, and we, we and which that's what we do. Right now I'm talking to you from inside a house. You're probably uh-huh. talking to me from in a house or, or an office, right? So we're removing ourselves from artificial light. And then when we're outside in art, I'm sorry, from natural light, and then when we're outdoors in natural light, what do we do? We put clothing on, right? So, right. And we put sunglasses on. So, so we're blocking the full spectrum of natural light when we're outdoors, and then we spend most of our time indoors under what? Artificial light. Mm-hmm. So now we're sending the SCN, the master conductor of all of our organ systems, light messages that are giving it the completely wrong messages and, and it's basing those, the messages that it's getting from artificial light and lack of natural light, and it's basically set, it's conducting the, the orchestra, but it's telling them all the wrong things. And so now right. your, thyroid is, your thyroid's not working properly. Your adrenals aren't working properly. Your liver's like, I don't know what's going on. Every, <laughs> every, uh, every organ system in your body is kind of confused and, and making hormones at the wrong time or, or, do, or doing certain bodily functions at the wrong time of the day, and it's just kind of all out of whack. And, and that is a huge, huge stressor to the human body. Can you see that? Mm. Absolutely. Oh. Now, Rick, how does this orchestra apply for the listeners with the circadian rhythm? What is so important? I mean, everybody hears about that, you know, circadian rhythm, circadian rhythm. But what does that really mean? as far as the orchestra. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. The... So ultimately, your circadian rhythms govern in a very large part of, of, all, of your hormones, from your sex hormones to your thyroid hormones. And it governs when they're secreted, how much is secreted. Circadian rhythms are um, your, your superchiasmatic nucleus gets cues from light. And it uses those light cues to send messages to your organs of what to do and when to do it, right? Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so basically, so let me give you an example. So if you're, not, if, if you're not getting enough natural light during the day, you're not setting your circadian rhythm well, you're not, you know, you're not telling your, your brain essentially what time it is so that it could sync 
well to the sun, the light and dark cycles, right? So you're not getting enough natural sun, and then you're, you're sitting, especially at night, under blue light, okay, because all of the light bulbs that most people use are blue light. Blue light is something that is strongest in the morning in natural sunlight. Why? Because blue light actually, blue light actually sends a message to your suprachiasmatic nucleus that it's daytime and that now we need cortisol. We need to blunt melatonin production. We need more cortisol to wake up. We need adrenaline. We need you to make sex hormones. We need you to, um, to lower leptin because now it's time to eat. Leptin is the hormone that tells you you're satiated. Let's lower that. Let's get some food in us. And, you know, and thyroid hormone also concurrently responds with these circadian rhythms as well, okay? Okay, so hang on. Can I, can I, because unfortunately my brain is too simple for my own good at times. So I doubt that. Quick tip, <laughs> right? Uh, thank you. A quick tip. Is there a difference in light bulbs? I mean, when you said that, my brain went, doot, 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 you know, back up here. So if we're sure. using these blue light bulbs at night, right, when we need to stay up and we need to work and we need to catch up and all your kids have gone to bed at, at 1.15, and now it's time for, I don't stay up till 1.15, that wasn't me, I'm just saying. <laughs> but because uh, I'm so grateful that I sleep great, I will tell you, just, you know, to all the powers that be, I am so grateful. I think that's the only saving grace that I really have is that I sleep well. But for these people, Rick, who are in the evening, and so there's a lot of blue light exposure, which you're saying, you know, produces all of these things we're supposed to be producing in the morning, not at night. That's right. Are there different types of light bulbs? I mean, obviously, we want people to go to bed. Hello, everybody. We want you to go to bed at 1030. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock. <laughs> But for those who need that extra hour, let, let's talk reasonably here. Is there light bulbs that are different than others, Rick? Or Absol- any, absolutely. Just like yeah. I'm throwing a yeah. quick tip in there for everybody. Is there a different light bulb? Yeah, and, and, and I'll say it now, but we will also get to it, you know, once we get into the actionable items of what you can do. But, yes, gotcha. for sure. You, you know, most of the light bulbs that people buy, you go to Home Depot and, they're, they're all so rich in blue light. But if you, if you buy, like, incandescent bulbs, like kind of the old-school Edison light bulbs, um, right. those, those are much lower in blue light. Any kind of bulb you get that is, that, that, that is, like, an orange hue. And there's actually a website that people can go to to buy uh, light bulbs that are very low in blue light. Let me make sure. Let me look it up right now. I think it's called Low Blue Light. Lowbluelight.com. I just want to make sure that I'm giving you the right website. Um, I hear it. Lowbluelights with an S. dot com. Products yeah. for naturally maximizing melatonin with an S. Awesome. Lowbluelights.com. There you go. So that's so the, something that you can do. So the old school bulbs are better, right? I mean, so these new twir- yeah. twirly Q, you know, curly Q light bulbs, the one that that are like that swirl. I, I, like I yeah, said, I'm those, just completely in the dark ages here. Those ones have more blue light is what you're saying. Yeah, 100%. And those, those wow. present health problems besides just blue light. So there's, oh, right. Know, I don't want to – I can't remember. No, I no, all we're saying, I love, the, I love the no fear-mongering, Rick, honestly, because I will tell you that thyroid patients are scared with like 99.9% of their entire being. We're of everything, we're afraid of. We're afraid of everything. And that in of itself, yeah. And the fear causes um, stress, 
in and of itself. Amen. And that emotional stress alone is enough to keep you from healing. Right. Agreed. So, so all I was throwing in there was get the old school Edison light bulbs. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, and that lowbluelights.com is a great place where you know you go to that, that website and you buy those bulbs. Look, are they going to be more expensive? Yes. But are they going to be something that helps you tremendously with your health if you apply them all over your house? Yes. So, well, and I will tell you, for a, thyroid, for a thyroid patient, and you try to tell them you need less stress, they look at you like you're an alien. <laughs> you're like, are you kidding me? Okay, so yeah. for, the, for the mom or the dad or whomever, the hypothyroid, that needs that extra hour to work, yes, we want you to go to bed earlier. But in, in that working, like, working protocol says, okay, but what can I do if I need that extra hour? So this might be something that uh, my guess would be that it would help them be a little bit sleepier. I only use the yes. old school Edison light bulbs. I know they cost me more electricity, and SE fear mongers me all the time that it's more expensive and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't like the, you know, if I break the, you know, the, the curly Q light bulb that I need to clear out my entire household. And, my God. And yes. You know <laughs> And that's true, okay, yeah, because I think there's bulb, mercury in them. <laughs> right. Oh, um, my gosh. But, but yeah, so, so 100% there's – okay, so really quickly, just to answer that question. So, yes, incandescent bulbs around the house, um, lowbluelights.com, you can buy bulbs that are much more friendly to, uh, to your circadian rhythms. And also wearing blue blocking glasses at night are a really great option. Ooh. You can buy blue blocking glasses, um, you know, on Amazon.com for, I mean, as little as like $8 or $9. They have. Now, those are good for the people, Rick, that are working late at night on the computer. And when I say late at night, you know, what is the magic time? Is there a magic time, Rick, need to be in bed by 11? Is there a magic time? I I say even earlier than that. I say as, as close as close as you can. To, to like 9 or 9.30 p.m. I, you know, basically what I tell my clients is you're going to hit a point, once you start putting these principles into play that I teach you about circadian rhythms, you're going to hit a point every night where you start to feel that like heavy eye feeling where you could just close your eyes and probably go to sleep if you wanted to right then and there. And if that happens at 9 p.m., go get in bed at 9 p.m. If that my children refer to that as the evil hour. I'm pretty even-keeled, yeah. very humorous, you know, fun-loving, really don't get upset. And then I hit the where I grow horns and a tail and I hit everybody with a pitchfork. <laughs> that's, that's the hour yep. you're talking about? That's, yep. I, yeah, I just explain it as I explain it as is when, I, when my body says, sorry, Chica, this is just, there's no more fly <laughs> okay. here. Okay, but I have to ask really quick. I have to ask this question, Rick, because Tiffany and I are both thinking it. So do you have kids? I do. I have an eight-year-old. Okay, so, oh my goodness! You do. And, and uh, is he in bed by nine? You? Oh, he's in bed during school. Uh, during the school year, he's in bed at seven, seven thirty every night. I and will friggin' send you a medal. I am. Too. I'm during send the you summer, a trophy. Uh, he's yeah, he's asleep by eight thirty every night in the summertime. Wow! Wow! And he probably We're naturally very, goes very, to sleep by that now, right? We're very, very ready. strict. We are very strict about sleep because, because of what I know. I mean, sleep is so incredibly right. important for every aspect of, of your of bodily function and health. If you're not sleeping well and you're not having the proper mel- uh, melatonin levels 
which fuel every other reaction in your sleep, then your, your, your immune system is going to be compromised. Right. Uh, your energy levels are going to be compromised. Your food cravings are going to be off the charts. Um, poor sleep is one of the biggest uh, drivers of food cravings uh, that there is. And that's and all because of hormonal reactions. And I'll tell you that thyroid reactions. speak overweight definitions. So when we go to bed at late mm-hmm. at night and all of that, we become overweight, right? I mean, studies have shown that, that mm-hmm. sleep patterns affect the, the body's ability to metabolize fat and all these mm-hmm. different things. So it makes yep. people overweight. Correct, and that's through the action of, of melatonin affecting leptin levels overnight. And when you're not sleeping well, you don't have the right amount of melatonin. Your leptin levels get out of whack. You start to build leptin resistance in your body, and leptin resistance is highly tied to hypothyroidism. Okay, I have so, to ask you. So he wakes up early, correct? Like if he's, if he's in bed by 830, then he's naturally refreshed and ready to wake up fairly early? What time does he get oh, up yeah. in the summer? Oh, my, my son is an alarm clock for us. He's, uh, he, he wakes up every day religiously, before, like at 7 a.m. or before, between 6.20 and 7 a.m., mm. and he's usually coming into our room. And uh, Well, now, now, at, now that he's almost nine, he's like eight and a half years old, now he's kind of cool about it, and he sees it's like mommy and daddy are sleeping, and it's a weekend. He'll kind of... He'll let us, like, you know, lay in bed for another hour or so, and he'll go do something, you know, on his own, read a book. He loves to read. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, most of the time he's our alarm clock. You know, come into our room and jump, in our, <laughs> jump on our bed. Um, but, but, yeah, his, his sleep habits. And, and, you know, we have a lot of friends who, um, you know, they're much more lax with their kids about their sleep habits. And, you know, as a result, it's, you know, you can, you can kind of see the difference. Unfortunately. Oh, for sure. I imagine in, in, you know, Rick, we could probably do a show all on that. But it is, oh, the point yeah. of the whole thing is not fear-mongering, mm-hmm. is not any of these things. It's it's saying that for you or your children, people that you love, when they go to bed too late, it throws the whole, that whole working system, the network, it throws it all off. And when you say too late, when you say too late, are you referring to, to the light that is outside? Because you know, when the you know middle of the summer, the light you know is out longer. You know, the the sun is up longer. Are you referring to that, or like a certain time every night, like two hours after well, the sun goes down, or the same time every night? Yeah, I, I generally will tell my clients, you know, try to be in bed, preferably sleeping by no later than ten thirty every single night. But, okay. but with the caveat that if you're sitting at home, right, and you're, and you're following all of my, my protocols, and 9 o'clock comes around, or 9.15 or 9.30, and you're feeling that heavy eye feeling, like you're kind of like, wow, I could, I could like, go to sleep right now. Don't right now, fight it. Yeah. That's your body talking to you. That is your body saying, hey, it's the perfect time. Let's do this. Let's go to sleep. Let's rejuvenate. Let's get, like, I, I had let our immune system take charge and fix any and heal any damaged tissues in the body, right? So when, what do you, when say, you get that cue, What do ahead. you say to your clients, Rick, that say, but, 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 <laughs> I have to do this. I'm self-employed. I need to, I have, this is my time that I have to catch up. And, and but, and but, I know that there's right. a side of you that just wants to strangle them and says, what? 
Mm-hmm. Well, look, I understand it. I get it. I, I, I understand that everybody, we're, we're both parents and we work and we live in this society where we have to produce and make money and we're, we're constricted for time. So I really do understand that and I'm, I'm sympathetic towards it. But ultimately, you know, I, what my question to them is, you know, what's more important to you? Is it making money or is it your health? Because so it's a ma- that's if, my point. You, you led into that perfectly. So it's a matter yep. of priorities, right? I mean, you have it's to say, okay. It's a matter of priorities. Right, but you're working, right? You're working at 10:30 till till midnight, right? How productive can you be there? You would be better off going to bed at 10 o'clock, right, and waking up and getting that extra hour at 5:30 or 6 in the morning, right? Absolutely, and you're better off finding ways to maximize your efficiency and your your productivity during the day, and using nighttime for what it's meant to be for human beings, which is not meant to sit at a computer under blue light it's meant for bed it's meant for sleeping so now now tell everybody when we go to sleep right when we go to sleep and i apologize i have four kids so i talk to everybody like they're children so forgive me no worries (laughs) when they go to sleep what happens what kind of repair restore reset Mm -hmm. what what happens when we're asleep sure absolutely so so if you're minding your light and dark cycles properly and you're avoiding artificial light at night and getting that natural light in your eyes and on your skin during the day, then typically around 9 p.m., your body's going to start to increase melatonin production in your pineal gland. And melatonin is going to help you get to sleep and have a, a really restful sleep, but it also cues a lot of other things in your body. So, for instance, immune function goes up. And, that, and sleep, there's actually a, a theory in the scientific communities that the bacterial populations that you have in your gut during the day are creating what's called LPS or lipopolysaccharides and other endotoxins that ultimately get into your bloodstream through leaky gut. Even healthy people get leaky gut um, you know, for, for short periods when they eat or whatever. And so basically what's happening is, and, and, and also you've got these bacterial populations that are like gram-negative bacteria that are growing or overgrowing during the day in your gut. And there's a lot of, um, sci- in the scientific community, theories now that are postulating that the whole purpose of sleep is actually because there's this constant tug and pull you know, push and pull between you and the bacterial populations that live inside you and your immune system actually uses the time when you're sleeping to go ahead and cull the populations of, of, of gram-negative bacteria in your gut. So it's kind of like, like a way for you to reset and help repair your, your microbiome overnight. And also any other tissue um, damage that you have anywhere else in your body, when you sleep, that's when you grow, that's when you heal. That's when growth hormone is, is secreted. All these hormones are secreted that, that, that will help your body heal itself and, and so that you wake up rejuvenated. And that's why when people sleep, they wake up feeling better. They wake up if they have a knee condition. They wake up in the morning and it's less inflamed, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they just wake up more energetic and feeling better than they did when they went to sleep the night before. So all sorts of amazing healing processes happen in your body when you get to sleep at the right time and you have the right amount of melatonin. And melatonin, by the way, in and of itself, isn't just the sleep hormone. It's also one of the body's main antioxidants. And there's a huge uh, correlation between uh, disruption in melatonin production and cancer. So, uh, again, not trying to fear monger. I'm just stating a fact that, that melatonin is a huge antioxidant that is 
major anti-cancer. So if people are so worried about, you know, their cancer risk, then one of the best things you can possibly do is fix your light and dark cycles and get, and get to sleep early and, and often create a routine. That way you can get your melatonin levels up, which sparks all sorts of immune reactions, um, uh, good immune reactions, he- healing in your body. Um, it sparks uh, the production of, of hormones like prolactin, which fuel that uh, immune uh, activity. Uh, thyroid hormone uh, goes up at night. Um, you know, all sorts of great things like growth hormone happen. So that's really, it's so, so important, guys. It's, it's again, one of the biggest drivers of health or disease. So let's address those listeners out there, Rick, that are going, okay, I know this is really important, and I, but I need to stay up and blah, blah, blah. blah. So I'm just going to take melatonin. What yeah, you, you can do that. that. <clears throat> you can do that, but endogenous melatonin production is, is way better. Um, exogenous melatonin uh, supplementation is going to downregulate your, your endogenous production of melatonin. Um, there's, it's there's different, two different, like vitamin D. Comes, yeah, that's right. And vitamin D pathway. Right. 100%. The vitamin D that you get from the sun is sulfated vitamin D. The vitamin D that you get from a supplement is not sulfated, and it has different actions in the body, and it's not right. nearly as potent or powerful as the D you get from the sun. The same goes for melatonin. Right. And it's, it's basically when if you say, hey, I'm just going to supplement with melatonin every night, you're basically tricking your body. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, it's not and, fixing and so a pathway. Right. You're not fixing the pathway. You're not fixing the underlying cause. You're just tricking the body. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it's not – there aren't some things about it that are beneficial. There can be, but ultimately that's not the true path to, to health. And the it true is path not to health the is same. fixing that pathway. It is not the same. It's what we're trying it's to get not. at. It's not the same. You know, you can it's, take it's not, all these vitamin yeah. D supplements and it's not the same. And, and now they're coming out with all this information that we don't really know about the sun hitting the skin and what that actually does. You know, we we haven't at even different times of the day that subject. We haven't even tapped that subject. <laughs> or Absolutely. The sun, Absolutely, the sun hitting your skin at different times of day does different things, and so you know it's it's crazy. There is so much we don't know. Well, Absolutely. and I think the reason that I wanted you to 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 talk about that a little bit, Rick, is because so many thyroid patients are taking hundreds of dollars of supplements a month, and they still don't feel well. Go to sleep is my point. That's, that's, right. that's my yeah. two cents here. Go to sleep. Don't try and, and just create, stop, recreate stop the melatonin to, because right. it's right. Right. Stop, go to stop bed. looking for the shortcuts, right? Exactly. It's what I tell all my clients. Stop looking for shortcuts. There's no magic pill guys. Like I'm not going to say supplements are completely useless. I use supplements myself and they, they, they have their place, but they, that's what they are. They're supplements to a really healthy lifestyle. Change your lifestyle first. Do the things, respect the laws of Mother Nature, respect human evolution, understand where you fit. You know, if you were to take a lion out of the jungle and place him in a cage in the dark and feed him cocoa pebbles uh, for, for, you know, how long before that lion gets sick? Right. Right? Yeah, that's I mean, it's a good just, one. It's, I like that. Everybody <laughs> knows that. You're, you're, you're changing his diet. You're changing his light-dark cycle. You're not letting him get his, his exercise. So what are we doing? We're essentially the society that we've created for ourselves is we are the human version of a caged lion. We put ourselves in these boxes, homes, offices, cars that shield us from the sun. 
we're not exercising, we're not using our bodies, and we're eating a diet that is completely devoid of nutrition for the most part, most people, right? And, and the, like the standard American diet. And so we are the, we're the human version of the caged lion. But nobody really understands it. Nobody looks at it that way. But the truth is we're just really elegant animals that, that have, we're so smart that we've outsmarted ourselves because we've created this society that completely disregards the laws of nature. And as a result, we're getting really sick. And the, re, the way to reverse that is to start to relearn the basics about human beings and evolution and, and how humans evolve and how humans thrive, right? And then to go do that, go live that way. And I'm not saying you need to just wear a loincloth and go to some remote island, you know, but there, <laughs> there, you know, but there are ways, there are ways that you can, you can do this. And if you want, let's ju- we could jump into that right let's, now. And yes, I, I let's can, do that. I had to tell you from the, from the morning until the, uh, until the nighttime when you go to bed, how, what you can do. Is that, is Absolutely, that cool? Absolutely, please. That's yes. perfect. Okay. Right. So so first thing, I just want to say routine is really important. A lot of people have a tendency to, and look, I'm guilty of this too. Um, Weekends come, they tend to stay up a lot later, right? Um, But routine is really important. Going to bed at the same time every night, if you can can do that at a reasonable hour and getting no less than eight hours of sleep every night, preferably even nine hours for some people, that's really important. Um, waking up with the sunrise every single day, including weekends, really important, okay, because the sun, again, remember, morning sun at sunrise is very heavy in the blue light spectrum, okay? So you want that natural blue light from the sun getting into your eyes and hitting your skin first thing in the morning, right? And so, that, so when, you, when you wake up close to sunrise, you want to go outside barefoot, preferably, in the mm-hmm. grass, or in, damp grass is great because that's giving you your grounding. And then when you're grounding, mm-hmm. your body is electric, and your body actually, and the sun is actually sending light signals to you, which is electrons and fo- I'm sorry, photons. And you're actually conduct a conductor of that, and you're completing the circuit between the sun and the earth with your body when your your bare feet are touching the ground. That's why you get uh, static shocks, right? When you touch it's a spiritual body, moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I know so, here so, in Joshua Tree we have gorgeous sunrises. Oh my gosh! Best thing you can possibly do in the morning is wake up in the morning, within 30 minutes of sunrise, go outside with as little clothing as possible without getting arrested, mm-hmm. and barefoot. <laughs> right. Bare, barefoot, feet planted to the earth, staring right at the sun. Don't worry about the sun bother uh, um, uh, harming your eyes because the. The sun at sunrise has almost no UV in it. So really what you're getting is you're getting a a, a lot of blue light and a couple of other pieces of the light spectrum without UV. UV only starts to get really serious after like 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, So you can try staring directly at the sun for 30 seconds to a minute. That's going to – what that does is it's going to set – it's sending a message to your suprachiasmatic nucleus. Here's what what time of the day it is. It's morning – we need to get these certain hormones going, sex hormones, thyroid hormone, you name it, whatever it is, it's conducting the orchestra, right? Right. So, so then that's, that's the first thing you could do. As close to sunrise as possible, get outside as little clothing as possible, bare feet to the ground, stare at the sun. You only have to do it for about a minute. 
Um, so then what I, what I like to do afterwards is like a protein and fat-loaded breakfast. And that's because it's not just what you eat that matters, but it's also when you eat, right? So mm-hmm. protein, a protein-loaded breakfast also speaks to your circadian rhythms. It also is a – think of it as a form of information or, or uh, like, a, like programming of your circadian rhythms. In the morning, your body is more insulin-sensitive and it's expecting a meal. So when you give it that protein-loaded breakfast, that, that does a, a long – it goes a long way towards – helping to entrain and set your circadian rhythms. So protein and fat-loaded breakfast, really good in the morning, like eggs. Uh, you could put a vegetable in it, but, you know, eggs with grass-fed butter. I always use pasture-raised eggs. Um, you know, that kind of thing, right? Now, for, then, uh, Rick, so, I apologize. For those who uh, have some trouble eating breakfast right in the morning, that, that there are some people that feel nauseous and whatever, are you a proponent of, you know, some type of bulletproof or using a little bit of collagen and, and coconut oil until you can build up that appetite within a, an hour or two or whatever to have that in their coffee or whatever first thing in the morning for those that can't eat? Yeah, you can do that. I mean, collagen protein powder, as long as it's coming from a good source and you're putting right. a healthy fat into it, sure, sure, go ahead. But really at the end of the day, and, you know, what you want to do is you want to eat only when it's light out, right? So it, a lot of people are, are there – they, they're, they don't wake up hungry in the morning, and that's actually a sign of circadian disruption, okay? So what you want to do is you want to only eat when it's light out. So, I, and I say even in the summertime, past 7 p.m., don't even eat, right? But in the wintertime, as soon as that sun goes down, that's your cue to, for, to you, no more food. Don't put any more food in your mouth. Only eat when it's light out. And the more you entrain yourself to that, the more you're going to wake up in the morning feeling hungry, and you'll go ahead and you'll eat a good breakfast in the morning and then cut yourself off when, when the sun goes down. And by the way, that's a fantastic way to, um, to lose weight as well for those people who are struggling with that. Cool. So, yeah. So, okay, so then that's the morning. So now you've got your morning sun exposure, and it's sending that information to the, uh, to the conductor, the SCN, that's telling the orchestra, okay, boom, we've got our proper information. We know what time of day it is. All these hormones need to, need to be firing up right now. Solar noon comes around. I know mo- mo- many people have jobs, and this is very difficult to do, or you live in a climate that doesn't allow this all year round, and I understand, but do the best you can to make this happen. Even if you have a job, you want to get some kind of sun exposure. You take your lunch break. Go grab your lunch. Keep, keep, a, a, keep like a lawn chair in your car. Drive over to, like, to the closest area like grassy area that you can and you know change into a pair of shorts or a bathing suit or whatever it is get 20 30 minutes whatever amount you need there's an app called dminder that you can download on your phone it's called d dash minder and it will tell you based on your skin type um and based on your 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 specific location when the sun will be as at its highest when the uv rays will be at their highest uh during the day and it'll tell you exactly how much time you need to spend in the sun for you to get whatever amount of, uh, of vitamin D production you want in your skin. So that you that is so cool. cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. D-Minder. Yeah, go I'm going to download. download that. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I use it every day. Um, so then, so then you want to you get outside. You want to be barefoot, 
sit in that chair, get as much of your skin as, as possible exposed to the afternoon sun. Afternoon sun is not uh, just good for vitamin D. It's also giving you um, really important things like, uh, like for instance, uh, infrared uh, radiation far and near. You're getting that from the sun. That's fantastic for your mitochondrial health. It's fantastic for opening up blood vessels and, uh, and allowing um, uh, improving blood circulation, lowering blood pressure. Um, uh, solar noon, the sun at solar noon helps your body produce endorphins, which boost immune function. It helps your body produce nitric oxide, which further uh, boosts blood vessels, uh, um, uh, further dilates blood vessels and boosts circulation, lowers blood pressure. Um, so vitamin, uh, the, so the sun at solar noon is extremely, extremely important. And vitamin D deficiency is pretty much tied to just about every disease you can think of, including hypothyroid, right? So that's solar noon. Then you want to do, uh, I, I mentioned keep your food intake to while the sun is out, no eating after dark if possible. Um, at sunset, again, towards dusk, get outside again. If you have dogs, this is a great time to go walk your dogs. Like right when the sun's like kind of setting, you go outside again, barefoot, as much skin as ex exposed as possible. Look at the sun, you know, get that cue from the sun because that's now telling your body what time of day it is again. And now your body's expecting, okay, all right, very soon we're going to have to produce some melatonin because it's going to be time to go to sleep, right? Um, right? Immediately after the sun sets, put on blue blocking glasses. Again, you can go to Amazon.com. Are you guys there? Yes. Yeah, here. We're just listening. I, I, I just want to make sure I didn't get disconnected again. Okay. Um, <laughs> immediately, immediately after the sun sets, throw blue blocking glasses on, Okay. Um, blue blocking glasses are going to block blue light coming to your eyes from your television screen, from your computer, uh, to, uh, and any um, devices that you're using, right? iPhone, whatever you might be using. Now, you also should, in your house, wear long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants. If you're bald like me, throw a, a hat on uh, because your skin is also photosensitive. And there have been studies that show that even a tiny amount of light on the back of someone's knee blunted melatonin production. Okay, so you want to try to cover as much of your body. If you're going to keep those blue lights on in your house, well, the hack for that so that you can continue to do that is to wear the blue blocking glasses and wear clothing in your house so that you, so that you can block your, your skin, that light from hitting your eyes and your skin. Um, some more tips. Um, stop the usage of all electronic devices after 9 p.m. You want to shut off Wi-Fi networks. If you have a Wi-Fi router in your house, who doesn't? Shut it off at 9 p.m. Stop. Stop with the phone. Stop with all that stuff. Stop watching Tiffany TV at 9 p.m. I know. What's Tiffany that? doesn't have one. Do you, you don't have doesn't a router, do you? You don't have the I Wi-Fi? Do. I do have a router. You do? Isn't that okay. terrible? Well, yeah, okay, we have, I just the, we have the old school smart meter. We'd, we'd, the, my husband oh. had that taken off like ASAP, Good. the smart meters, especially for people that have it right by their bedroom. No. Oh, my gosh. Huge Our smart stressful. meter is right on the kid's bedroom on the wall. Mm. Uh, well, of course, we had it taken off. My husband had it taken off. Thank God. Good for you guys. Now, right. I had mine taken too. off as well. These are great, too, uh, Rick, these blue blocking glasses. And, of course, all the tips apply to children. But my son is, is a huge gamer, and, and he, like, competes in these major 
deals, right? So the whole idea of, yeah, honey, you're not going to be on video games at all is not working in our household. And we want to yes. respect, we homeschooled, we respected the fact that we wanted them to do what was passionate for them. But I'm going to get him a pair of blue blocking glasses. Yes, so let me give you some tips for your son then. So yeah. if, he, if, if he must use his computer for gaming at night, there's a few things. Number one, the blue blocking glasses. Wear clothing to block his skin. Uh, also, you can download an app called F.Lux. Have you heard of it? I have. No, what not. is it called? Say it again. Was that F is in it's Frank or S is in Frank? F is in Frank. Dot Lux. L U X. You can gotcha. download F. Lux to your computer, and it's going to uh, uh, minimize the blue light coming out of your computer screen. Um, and you can wow. you can you can change it so that it makes like an amber setting, so that the screen is a little bit more amber looking. I'm, that's what I have on my computer right now as I'm talking to you guys. Um, so you can use Hang on, I want to type that one in. So change the mm-hmm. screen to an amber setting, because I research yeah, on F- the computer, so I'm on the computer a lot. Change screen, sorry, to amber setting. Okay. Sure. Now, yeah, will yeah, the F- blue F- blocking F- glasses? I'm sorry, Rick. Will the blue blocking sure. glasses? My son doesn't play on the computer, thankfully, but no. he does play on a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. Will those blue blocking glasses work for the TV as well, or eh, not so much? No, 100%. It will work for the TV. Okay. And, you know, people who want to get really loco about it, they can – there are web, there are uh, websites that will sell um, blue-blocking screens that you can put over your computer monitor, over your TV. But it's going to make the picture look pretty yellow. But as long as people don't mind that, it's going to completely block uh, blue light from, from your TV. And then it's kind of a solution where you can watch TV at night and not feel bad about it. Interesting, and I might throw that sucker on there at like nine o'clock, and maybe it'll help him. And there's, get sleepy. Uh, there's supposedly right. some kind of app <laughs> that does that for for the iPad. I read about it somewhere. I don't remember the name of it. You guys, know I love the, these are the workable tips. Has, these are helpful tips. The iPad tips, and the iPhone it, have this thing called. They have this thing called Night Shift, but and Night Shift makes it like a softer. It lowers the blue light exposure for sure, but it doesn't do it enough. So it's it's not bringing it's not, not lowering working. enough of the blue light. So, gotcha. but it, it's a good start from Apple, but it's not enough. So what? So you have you heard of the app? Is, uh, the I haven't heard of the app, but I but I know that they that the new iPhones have what's called night shift as an option where you can kind of soften the blue light in your screen, but it just doesn't do it enough. Okay. The other option is there are um, iPhone screens that are blue blocking, so they're they have a yellowish tint. And it blocks all blue light from your iPhone or iPad screens. Interesting. Well, we need to get on on iPhone and iPad to work on changing everybody's screen as a mandatory mm-hmm. shift at uh, mm-hmm. at nine o'clock. Right? Have your have your screen. Mm-hmm. There's an app for you, Rick. Make it happen where people can download That's it right. and it switches it to amber at nine o'clock, and it'll help people get more sleepy and get their fannies to bed. They have it on Android phones. I know that. I just. Don't really? Know that they have it on on i yeah they, Android phones have apps like that for sure. And just it's, but getting back it, to your son, what really would we call blue blocking? Important. Okay, go ahead, go. So so, <laughs> make sure that when your son's on his computer that he's um, he's using a hardwired connection to like a like a Cat five Ethernet connection to yes we do that uh, yeah and then shut yep. off Wi Fi on his laptop and then have an external keyboard and external mouse, everything wired, no wireless. Yeah, no, we wired don't do keyboard, wireless. 
wired keyboard, wired mouse, and a wired connection to the Internet, and then shut off, uh, turn off the computer's ability to uh, use Wi-Fi while he's on it, and then you can shut off your Wi-Fi router. And then at that point, he's, he's having far less blue light exposure, far less uh, EMF exposure, uh, which also tells the pineal gland that it's daytime and blunts melatonin production. So, so he can be a gamer wearing the blue blocking glasses, covering his skin, F.Lux on the computer screen, um, hard connection, or everything wired, and it's not going to hurt his health as much. Wow. I love it. Thank, Thank you. you. Cool. Yeah, our sons, so are like, is, our sons are the same age by four days, so that's perfect. <laughs> my, my son is so into video games. I mean, he's, he's, he's crazy about it. And it drives me crazy because he loves his iPad. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It, knowing what I know, you know, it drives really, it, it's like I have to temper what I, you know, what I know and, and, and enforcing that with him, but also with, you know, giving him Finding a little a, bit of what he wants. And, mm-hmm. Right. I have to have, to have balance. Um, right. Because okay, we so can't just, tell our boys. I mean, look, look at future of military gaming systems and, and this is military training. A lot of military training is gaming. And so this is a future. This is a career for him. That is how my husband and I feel. We know that. We don't want to take that away from him. But in the same respect, you have to teach, you have to do the priority thing. And, yeah, but you still need to, you know, your health is still a priority. So you've got to figure out a way to fit this into your, you know, in a Figure out a way to use it safely. Yep. Yep, yep. No, I'm not I'm not saying don't use any of this stuff. I'm not saying don't use cell phones because unfortunately in the society we now have, you need to have a cell phone to do business. Um, you know, so it's impossible. Like, we, we they're so ingrained in our society right now, but you can use them in a more healthy fashion and I'm going to get into all of that. Um, so okay, so again, don't fight the tide of sleepiness, right? As soon as you feel groggy, after, you know, you've got your boot blocking glasses on, you're covering your skin, hopefully you're using incandescent lights in your home. Um, now here we go. It's like 9, 9, 15, and you're, and you're getting that feeling like you could probably fall asleep right now. Get up, go to your bed, and close your eyes and go to sleep. Like, don't fight it. <laughs> Listen to the cues in your body, right? Um, okay, sunglasses, contacts, and prescription glasses. Don't wear them while you're out in the sun if possible. Contacts are going to block a good portion of the full spectrum of light. <clears throat> so people who, who are wearing glasses, prescription glasses and contacts, spend some time out in the sun without wearing them every single day. Um, sunglasses. Absolutely, you know, as much as you can, I, I almost never wear sunglasses anymore because I'm blocking. Really? So what the about cues. those people that are sensitive to to light and things like that? My husband's definitely sensitive. So is my daughter, you know, they go outside they're like, "Oh my god." And I forget. Oh, yeah, I need to put my sunglasses on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's all people who are sensitive to light. That's that's another major adrenal, yeah. of of, of a... circadian dysfunction. And so mm-hmm. as you repair your circadian rhythms, and as you each every morning you go out during sunrise and you look at that sun, in the first, you know, the first time you do it, you're going to find it very difficult to stare at the sun in the morning. So you've got to slowly build up your tolerance to staring at the sun in the morning. And eventually, I'm not, never stare at the sun in the afternoon. We know that, right? That, that's high in UV and that could damage your eyes. But eventually what's going to happen is as you work on your circadian rhythms, because I used to have this too, by the way. 
I would go into the sun and it would be like, I'd like I'm a vampire and I'd have to wear sunglasses because it was hurting my eyes. My eyes start tearing. Um, right. But I don't have it anymore. I got over that bait with doing all of these strategies. So slowly but surely, right? As much as right. you can, you want to try. Baby steps. If, if, right. Even if in the beginning it's like, okay, take your sunglasses off for a few minutes at a time, you know, and then put them back on. And get to the point where you just don't need sunglasses anymore. And the only time you're using them is like if you're skiing because you're skiing for hours on end and the reflection of the sun on the, on the snow can be harmful to your eyes. Or if you're out on a boat for hours and hours and the reflection of the water, something like that, yeah, go ahead and wear sunglasses. But by and large, I don't ever wear sunglasses anymore, which my wife is annoyed at because she bought me these really nice sunglasses and I never wear them. <laughs> um, okay, so – uh, that's that's pretty much for the for so you want you want to block and, and reduce your exposure to artificial light at night. You want to increase your exposure to as much daylight, like natural light that, from the sun, as possible. Okay, uh-huh. and at those certain times, you want to remember that meal timing is important for circadian rhythms. Protein loaded breakfast. Stop eating after it's dark out. And now for some strategies, if you're if you we have some more time, to reduce y- your exposure to EMFs which is another form of light. Do we have time for that? Yeah, we do. We have a couple minutes. Let's do it. Okay. Um, okay, so again, for best sleep, uh, stop using all sources of uh, EMF, especially what's called non-native EMF or essentially man-made EMF, after 9 p.m. Put your phones on airplane mode or turn them off, especially when you sleep, right? Um, mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Before, before we even go into that, I'm sorry. Let me, go, let me get to your sleep because we talked about what you do during, during the day. These, um, okay, really quick. Sleep in a cold, dark room, okay? Mm-hmm. And when I say cold, you want to keep it like, you know, whatever, 68, 70 degrees max. Even mm-hmm. colder is better, okay? Um, you're, you want your phones on airplane mode or off. All electrical devices in your room should be unplugged, especially those that emit light, such as like the LED lights from alarm clocks and cable boxes. Unplug them all. An even better solution is if you can handle it to kind of shut the power off to your entire house from the fuse box when you go to sleep at night. And if you do this as an experiment, it's probably easier to do in the wintertime because, or, or like in the fall when it's kind of cool outside. That way your house doesn't get super hot when you're sleeping at night. But like if you, if you do that experiment, I want you to come back to me and, and do, sleep that way for two or three nights with the power completely shut off, the main power shut off to your house, and come and let me know how much better or worse you're sleeping. I think you're okay. going to be very shocked at how much better you can sleep with that. Now, we don't shut the, whole, the power off to the house. I would. My wife isn't on board with that. So what we do is we make sure that all electrical devices are unplugged in our room. Um, so if we want to charge our iPhone overnight, that's happening outside the room. If we need oh, an alarm right. clock, that's we're getting like a battery operated, uh, you know, old school one that, you know, rings with the bell or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, unplug your wireless router from the wall at night before bed. If you own one, you don't need your router at that time. No one's really surfing the internet at that time. Anyway, just unplug it. Um, to, to know if your room is dark enough, use the hand test. If you can see your hand six inches from your face, when the lights are out in your room, then it's too bright in your room. If you could see your hand, you want to install blackout curtains, double or even triple layered if necessary to block all light from outside your windows because there's light pollution coming from streetlights and whatnot, right? 
Um, you want to use towels or blankets on your door to block out the blue light that might be coming in from other rooms of your home. Get creative. Do whatever you have to do to sleep in complete darkness. That is so incredibly important because even the smallest amount of light will blunt melatonin production at night. Make sense? Yes. yes. Okay, so those are my tips for sleep. Now, really quickly for EMF strategies, again, phones on airplane motor turned off, Wi-Fi uh, router unplugged. Um, again, power move. Cut off all, your, uh, all power going to your bedroom before bed at your fuse box. Um, don't keep any electrical devices on or near your head while you sleep. That includes alarm clocks. I already talked about that. Um, never keep your phone near your body. Do not keep your phone in your pocket, in your, in your bra. Some women put it in their bras. Amen. It's yeah. horrible for you. Um. And when you talk on your phone, speak, talk on speakerphone. Do not, don't put it to your head when you speak on the phone. Or headphones. And by the way, if you go into your iPhone, and you, there's a place in your iPhone that will tell you this. It will say, keep your phone like several inches away from your body yeah. at all times. It does say that. I use right. a wired headset because I talk to clients and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so I can't really speakerphone, but I use a wired hair, you know, wired headset, the you know, one that plugs in me and too. the annoying cord, okay. but that's just a mandatory minimum for me. I can't. Make sure that wired headset is an air tube headset because even air wired headsets, it, yes, and you can find air tube headsets on, um, let me give you another website, RF. Uh, let me see. I think it's rfsafe.com. Rf, like Robert Frank Safe.com. R, Rf Safe. Yeah, and you can find an air tube headset. And basically, so the, what's happening here is uh, it's Rf Safe there. Let me see. Get protected now. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, you can radio find frequency air... safe, cell phone radiation health risk. Rfsafe.com. Yep. Stereo ed, stereo air tube headset. Yep. You can buy cool. – so basically what's happening is when, when you're using a wired headset, the, the radiation um, from your phone travels up the cord and can go right to your ears from the phone. So it's, so it's kind of like a little bit of a false sense of security when you're using a wired Interesting. headset. Interesting. But an AirTube headset, the, the last third of the, of the wire actually becomes an AirTube and where the frequency does not travel through that and get to your ears. Very right? cool. And just as a note, you know, the, the iPhone has three times the radiation of an Android. Did you know that? That's right. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. And I actually I, tried I used to move to... to Android. I tried to move to Android phones, and Apple is like a mafia. Like, because of iMessage, I couldn't right. get uh-huh. any of my text messages. Oh, I hear you. So I, I went Android for two years. I went Android for two years because of that. And, oh, my God, I will tell you, doing business on my phone and everything, I, I will go back to iPhone. They, unfortunately, have me hooked as a customer, but I'll, yep. I need to do some homework on my iPhone because three times the radiation, that, that was a big thing. Now, it's of course, bad, optimizing yeah. my thyroid was huge for, for brain issues and stuff like that. And, but still, even if you're doing well and you're taking more thyroid medication, you're still radiating yourself. <laughs> you, still have to, you still have to be smart with it. By the way, as an aside, if there's anybody out there that's doubting the negative effects of uh, wireless radiation on human health and they're citing the FCC uh, government studies and, and basically industry-funded garbage studies that are showing that it's uh, safe because I just want people to know that they're testing based on the thermal effects, which means the effects that these devices uh, – to the effect that, or the level that they heat the tissues in your body. 
but there's an entire uh, field of research on the non-thermal effects that wireless radiation has on human health at the cellular level. And if you look up Dr. Martin Paul, P-A-L-L, if you just Google Dr. Martin Paul, V-G-C-C, Victor Gary uh, Cobra Cobra, if if you Google that, you will see he did a study in 2013 where he found that there are non-thermal effects, meaning the wireless radiation does not heat your, your tissues, and that's not the mechanism by which it harms human health. And he shows how basically what wireless radiation does, every cell in your body has what's called a VG, VGCC or voltage-gated uh, calcium channel. And think of it as a door that opens and closes and regulates the amount of calcium inside every cell. Well, your, the amount of calcium intracellular and extracellular has, is very regulated by your body. Well, wireless radiation messes with that voltage-gated channel and allows calcium to, to come into the cell, way too much calcium, and that causes all sorts of health problems. And he has... Well, and for uh, hypothyroid, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's parathyroid. You know, they, they don't associate right. parathyroid with thyroid problems, but I'm here to tell you, after seeing... Many clients that have that association, including my own mother, who ended up with an adenoma in the parathyroid, they are associated. So don't let anyone talk you out of that one. Sorry. One hundred percent agreed. Wow. And wow. and there's also uh, evidence that wireless radiation um, wireless radiation will destructure the water in your cells and uh, hurt mitochondrial health. That's a whole other show we could do one yes. day. Yes, that is want. a whole <laughs> but, other show. And yeah, that, but, my gosh. So let me just keep no. going because I have more. If you got, unless you guys want me to stop. No, I no. I don't want you to stop. No, no. no. And what it will do uh, for those that are listening uh, or that might need to come back to the show is it will, it will continue, continue listening as long as you were there before the end of the recording. But um, you're good. Everybody's good to go. It will still keep recording, okay. so we're good. Okay. So never keep your phone near your body. Speak on speakerphone. Use AirTube headset. Uh, don't stream video or other content with your uh, your phone near you, obviously, because when you're streaming content, that's going to increase the wireless exposure, the radiation exposure. Um, don't use any Bluetooth headsets or earpieces. Uh, that's It's no better than putting the phone directly to your ear. It's just another form of radiation. Um, you, they, they, there are cell phone covers that you can buy that will block radiation, but honestly, I'm not a fan of them because – I've tested them personally with a with a, a, a radiation meter, and while they do block some for, uh, so the radiation somewhat, I think that it can give people a sense of false uh, false sense of security. And then they're right. putting their phones to their heads all the time, so I wouldn't trust those. I would just stay on speakerphone or use an air tube headset when you talk on your phone and keep your phone far away from you. Right, and for uh, God's sake, I will me. tell you, Got my it. husband is ancient. My husband is ancient. Right now, I am on an old school. I should take a picture for you guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm on an old school phone. Wired to my husband. That. You know, he saw what happened Great. with my brain and what he was making all kinds of stuff. But we went to an old school, wired into the wall, wired into the headset. You know, I mean, uh, phone. phone. Old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm holding it. You should with it Is it rotary? <laughs> Is it rotary dial? Oh, my God, Dana, it is rotary. I'll take uh, you. Oh, my God. It's turquoise, <laughs> but it's rotary, right? It's, it's, it's from, turquoise like, literally. and rotary. I love it. This is, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, hey, that's better for your health, so you should thank your husband for that. 
Totally. Oh, and it took me forever um, to get him to a smartphone. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Anyways, he's really he's ancient. <laughs> he's Italian. He's Yugoslav, so they're 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 nuts. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Love to all the Yugoslavs out there, but they're crazy. Is he a healthy guy? Uh, you know, no, he's not. He has really severe sleep apnea. Other than that, he's healthy, but he refuses to go to the doctor, refuses to get a mask. He's a man. He says, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'd like to strangle exactly, him. Exactly, right? Just like I yeah. said, most of my clients are females because I think I really feel like, like, like women are just more in touch and they're kind of, I, I don't know what it is, but men are more like, yeah, everything's cool. Everything's okay. You know, I'm fine. Right. My and limb is missing. Like, I'll be fine. You know, yeah, right. good. I can no I've got another it's arm. It's quite a flesh wound. It's quite a flesh wound. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh just a mere God. flesh wound. It's just right. Oh, my God. That was so funny. I need to watch that again. That's been a long time. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so women are just more in touch, I guess. I don't know. I, uh, it's just what, how my practice evolves, you know. I have right, and so everybody knows sleep apnea is associated with hypothyroidism, autoimmune, thyroid, it's many health problems, heart problems, oh, my God, and that's all because of the disruption of the circadian rhythm. So mm-hmm. I love yeah. that you Sleep just said apnea. that. Yes. People, please I love that you use just put, the doggone those... mask. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here, okay, so some more tips. Um, your laptop, never keep your laptop on your body. Never keep it on your, on your I see so many people on your lap? put it on their, on their laps. <laughs> Right? No, I don't. And, they're, and they're, you're, you're basically exposing your whole mid-region of your body, including your sex organs, to, the, to wireless radiation. Not good. You want to dock it on a desk, uh, your desk away from you and use a separate corded mouse and keyboard. Always use a wired mouse and a wired keyboard. Um, uh, use a corded phone for your house. There you go. Ding, ding. Um, Yay. Di- discard all <laughs> cordless phones. Cordless phones, guys, they're horrible for you. Right. The base on a cordless phone acts the same way as a cell tower that you know you see outside the house. That's what the no base more co- on a cordless phone is like. No more cordless wow. phones. Don't worry, we don't have those either. Okay, good. We're doing good. And no microwaves. No house. microwaves. Um, no microwaves. Before. No. Yeah, again, no microwave. If you, if you use a smart meter on your home, get it. Got it. Get it out. Demand no the electric company meters. get that out and put an analog. Um, and they will do that. You have to get. You have to get kind of snarky. And God forbid, please, for the love of all things sacred, to the hypothyroids out there, do not go for the new smart meter appliances. No. Because yes, just, it's such a just problem. Like, oh, my gosh. It's They're going to kill us. They're going to kill us. They're going to make us sick. It's a huge problem. Yep. Right. And the Hearst and the Rockefeller right now, families are going to be wealthy. I have a client right now <laughs> who is Hashimoto's. She's got all sorts of bad, bad things going on with her health right now. And when I was asking her about, you know, her home environment, they have a this like whole, their whole house is wireless. Everything is is they implemented this system now where through their iPhones they can turn on or off the heat. They can right. manage the the air conditioners. They can manage their their coffee maker. All sorts of stuff is like it's all like wireless, and it's so so bad. Night and. I, and I hate to, you know, it, it pained me to break it to her because she loves it. And I was telling her, like, you really have to consider getting getting rid of that. Um, and I don't think she will. And that's the sad part. But um, And but, all you okay, can so do, on, right, Rick, you can lead a horse I, to water, but you can't make him drink. 
Exactly. There's an article exactly. in Medscape I, about to the physicians that I saw that I'm waiting to read that says what happens when your patients will not listen to you. Okay, there's reasons why doctors have to sign people off that will not take their advice. There's legal ramifications for them. Same thing applies, yeah. unfortunately, for everybody else, right? It's Sad very unfortunate. Truth, but it's there. And and I think that a lot of it is because they they don't want to change because they like where, you know the the comforts that these things give them. But at the same time, I I, I put myself in their shoes, and it's like you know you've got the government saying that wireless radiation is totally safe. You've got the manufacturers right. of these unless you go to Europe. Wireless, unless you that? go to Europe for studies, the mm-hmm. European studies are right there for everybody to read. Europe Absolutely. is way ahead of us on, on, on radiation, you know, technology and Russia the effects too. of health and everything else. Yeah, yeah. same thing with Russian science. Russian science is very ahead of the U.S. as well. But that's right. because there's no industry conflicts. That's right. right. There's no industry lobbying and, and all that stuff to, to suppress information. You don't think that the, the scientists at these mobile phone manufacturers, you don't think that they know there are non-thermal effects? Of course they know. But it's right. all industry spin. Plenty. All the tests are the thermal effect. Yeah, right, exactly. and we need to do a whole show on that. Absolutely. And we will. We need, <laughs> Rick, we need to have you back, honestly. It's, we it's, do. Uh, love yeah, we, love we have yeah, enjoyed so this. There's more I can talk to you guys about, but I guess we should cut it off and, and just Yeah, uh, and, and as because as an, everybody's like, they're looking at all of their things, and they're completely overwhelmed at this moment. But, Probably. But simple right. things. They're going, baby yeah, steps. Okay. Baby steps are baby good. Baby right. steps. Well, this and is we'll the kind have of show back. where you could you could listen to it a couple times and take something different each time from it each and implement time, it. Each time, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to do that and take notes. I've done it in a in a feed here, but um, uh-huh. we need me to have too. you back. There's just so much more to this. We that appreciate the time. That has been too long. You were talking to me for so long. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. We've we we been talking about me coming on the show for so long, and it just didn't we have. materialize. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. I don't. I just don't know why that yeah. never happened. I apologize. It's got to be me. I just. I don't know. Something no, happened. No, it's both and... of us. We're both busy. <laughs> both busy. Well, um, it was All fabulous. Right. Thank you so very much. There's so much great information here. I just can't even. I have to listen to it again. So. Yeah. But yep. thank you for Amazing. joining us, Rick. We'll definitely have you back. And uh, have a great day, and we're going to start implementing some tips, and I'll let you know. And don't You're worry, so we will share all these sites that you mentioned and, and your own site. I'm sure they can connect to all that as well. So we will share yeah, all so those. GoldFunctionalWellness.com. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Rick, thank okay, you guys. again. And you have a wonderful day in the sunlight. Yep. You too. Take care. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna to have to go back and listen to this yeah. like a million no. times. If you, yeah. Okay, a couple things. All quick things. Rick Gold, GoldFunctionalWellness.com. A couple of the sites that he had mentioned, and and Dana, I'll go ahead and post those as well in Hashi's in the Hashi's group okay. if that's okay. But F.Lux, uh, com, The research from Martin G. Paul. Uh, there's Hopkins Medicine. WebMD, there's all kinds of, of information where you can get information on him, and I will mm-hmm. post that in, okay. in the Hashi's group as well. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, great information. So oh we basically goodness. need to sleep, and we need to live, um, you know, smarter. I mean, well, okay, not like smarter, <laughs> like smart meter smarter, like, you know, listening to our body and paying That's attention it. to, you know, and natural light and things, right? Baby steps. Baby. Definitely. 
baby steps. Don't get overwhelmed. Just do baby steps. There's, you know, baby steps. Yep. Baby steps. And uh, don't forget, Rick, goldfunctionalwellness.com. Check it out. As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. And if you get a free moment we and you enjoy our shows, we'd love a review on iTunes. You can go to thyroidradio.com and it will link you directly there to iTunes and, and leaving a review, or you can just go to iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Wonderful, clean, preservative, synthetic, free skincare, uh, aromatherapy inhalers that can help with memory concentration, uh, brain chill, which is a new one that uh, we have out, which is going to be... Um, it's amazing, the reviews. I have to tell you a story, Dana, but I'll tell you. We'll talk about okay. it maybe on another show. Uh, okay. From the brain chill with a severely disabled child. Um, mm. and just awesome stuff. Yes. Anyways, mm. please check it out, Thyroid Nation Essentials, thyroidnation.com. Yep. And if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can download them and listen to them from iTunes or Stitcher Google Play, all of those formats. You can check us out and listen to us whenever you feel like it. And make sure to follow Thyroid Nation on all the social media platforms and check out the Facebook group, Hoshis and Graves. Just type that in and we'll pop up. We always have, like Tiffany said today, she's going to post some links. Plus we have the upcoming shows and all kinds of good information in there. Absolutely. Of course, most importantly, we have the new language Right, uh, Dana and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. I don't care if you're in remission. I don't care if you're feeling better. I don't care. You have to keep checking in. Make sure to always listen to your own amazing body that sends you all of these messaging. Be mindful of what it is telling you. And appropriate to this show is choose health over convenience. Please be well. You have an amazing life to live, to live it well, and you have to be in check and in tune with your body. Yes, you do. It's smart. It will talk to you. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, this is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Green Gatika. And Tiffany Milanich. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. See you next and week. And we are. <laughs> we are. See you next week. That's right. Bye-bye.